Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast hosted by Allison Turner. In each episode, we interview real everyday entrepreneurs to learn how they got their start, what challenges they faced and overcame when starting the business, and what successes each has had. Welcome to the Dream, Plan, Start, Grow podcast. We've created this podcast, or I've created this podcast, really for one thing, and that is to share entrepreneurial journeys with everyone. And not necessarily the entire journey, but the journey from the time you that person became an entrepreneur, what prompted them to become an entrepreneur, and what they did to continue that journey. So what challenges they had, what successes they had early on, and any tips they might provide us, and what helped them. Today, we are hosting Jamie Mackey. That's me. Who I personally know, and she got thrown into entrepreneurship during the pandemic. So the pandemic hit, she was working for an event planning company. Obviously, there were no events for a long time. She got laid off, so to speak, and she became an entrepreneur, poof. How did you know what you wanted to do when all this hit? Oh, I didn't. <laughs> I think that's like uh, maybe the secret sauce of entrepreneur, entrepreneurism or whatever. Um, you know, you just have to be open to what comes next, right? Because I certainly wasn't expecting to be out of a job when I was. I wasn't expecting that all of my skill sets, whether it was event planning, um, before that I was teaching uh, elementary art. <laughs> <laughs> and then I have a very long background in bartending and like none of those things were happening during the pandemic. So what was I going to do next? Um, so yeah, I didn't have a plan. I spent a lot of time just sitting there on the computer, sending out resumes on Indeed for remote work that everybody else was applying for as well. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, yeah, my opportunities literally fell into my lap. That's awesome, because I know that doesn't happen for everyone. Yeah. I mean, were there moments of anxiety when all this first hit? Oh, yes. <laughs> I would say I was living in a very high dose of anxiety the whole time. Um, I mean, it was my first pandemic, you know, long time, <laughs> long time listener, first time caller. Um, <laughs> my first experience with a pandemic, I, we didn't know what to expect. You know, you're just like watching the news and seeing the numbers come in and, you know, everybody's trying to figure out how to navigate it. So that was that was anxiety driven. I probably didn't leave the house for four months. Wow. Yeah. Um, I'm I have a history of being sick all the time. Very, I had a very terrible immune system and I was like, I can't go out there. I don't know what's going to happen. Um, so that was anxiety driven, um, not having a job, not having an income was anxiety driven. My brother had just gotten married like the week before the world shut down. And I, you know, I donated a generous amount to his wedding. He's my brother. I love him. Um, with the intent that I'm going to build my <laughs> nest egg back up, you know, and that didn't happen. So I literally blew my nest egg, got laid off. And then had to figure it out in a brand new world. 
So um, navigating that terrain was very stressful. My husband going to work every day and coming home and, and navigating how to handle that transition was very stressful. Um, my family was in New Jersey. That was very stressful. Mm-hmm. So there was a lot of anxiety involved, which I guess is how I like found the CBD industry because I was just like, how do I navigate this for myself? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So I know you're in two very distant industries. Yeah. <laughs> CBD and property management. Yeah. And you just said a couple minutes ago that they both fell into your lap. Mm-hmm. So maybe speak about the CBD. I know more about that story. Maybe speak about that part first and how that, mm-hmm. since you just referenced it, kind of fell into your lap yeah. and how you started then selling it. I think that might actually be the order in which I started both of them, actually. So that's a good transition. <laughs> um, well, I've actually lived with pain in my hands for a really long time. Um, most people who know me personally know me as like the crocheter. Like I, I have done many things in my life, but the one constant thing was I was always crocheting and creating whatever anyone sent to me. Can you make this blanket for this baby? Can you make this doll for this birthday? Kids hats. Um, And then I dove deep into just being a fiber artist and making my own um, sculptures that looked like small succulents. And sometimes there were very big succulents and (laughs) cacti. And um, they're all made out of thousands of tiny knots. And that's like hours and hours of, those of you who are gonna watch this on the video are gonna see like, I like just crunching my shoulders back and forth and my arms and I just didn't have a good posture. So, Probably 20 years of doing that gave me multiple um, repetitive motion injuries. Mm -hmm. Um, So really, before I was looking for anything for my anxiety, I was looking for something for my pain because I was taking a really high dose of ibuprofen every day that wasn't taking away the pain, and I was starting to get really severe stomach problems. Which will happen. (laughs) Yeah, that'll happen. Do your research before you start taking things. So yeah, so I was literally just looking for something for that. I saw my friend on Instagram, you know, I'm home in the pandemic, scrolling on Instagram, because what else am I doing besides applying to jobs? And um, I saw my friend giving this, you know, rubbing this lotion on her husband's back or giving CBD to her kids or her posting about how it was helping her with anxiety. And it's when she started posting that she was giving it to her kids that I was like, what are you doing, you insane person? Like, (laughs) giving drugs to your kids? Um, and she took the time to explain to me, like, you know, you have to make sure you're getting your CBD from a safe place and know what you're, what you're taking and make sure you can see the results and all those things. So I said, okay, okay, I'll stop judging you, but can you send me that lotion you're giving to your husband? That would be great. (laughs) Um, and that's how I fell into the CBD industry. That's the first time that I personally felt any relief from this throbbing pain in my hands and my wrists and my elbows and my shoulders and my neck. And um, yeah, I just, I had to be a part of it. And I'm not a numbers person, but you know, Johnny, my husband, like the (laughs) moment he took a look at like what the industry was doing, he was like, yeah, this is probably a good idea. So that's how I got into CBD. And now I get to help people who are going through things like I was, which is, that's my jam. I'm not money motivated, but I am like serving motivated. So I would always put other people's things before mine. Mm-hmm. So now I get to kind of like combine those two things. Well, that's, I really, think really that's nice. an important thing in business because yeah. when we're, I find if like an entrepreneur starts a business and they're 
they're money focused and that's like why they started the business is like, oh, I should get into the CBD industry or whatever. Be a good investment. You know, because, yeah. yeah, exactly. Because, you know, it's going to make me a lot of money. Then they're really not coming from the right place. Yeah. And eventually they're probably not going to do what they think they're going to do because there's not going to be any passion in it for them. Yeah. There really has to be that passion to accelerate your business yeah and keep you interested because otherwise people get bored and like why isn't it taking off more quickly you know what's going yeah, on you're focused on the wrong things yeah so I'm being able to, to serve people like you are then that's bringing in the money on the back end yeah and helping both of you yeah, yeah. <laughs> essentially it's a win-win it really is um and then I, I kind of fill that bucket as well with property management um, I help take care of people's homes while they're away. You know, we're in Florida, mm -hmm. um, in the area that we're in, you know, there's a lot of snowbirds as we like to call them. <laughs> um, so there's a lot of second homes down here. So while people are living in their state, that's not Florida. Um, I, I watch over their homes and that fell into my lap as well. I'm very, very grateful. Um, Johnny's in the, the home uh, he's in water, fire, and mold restoration, emergency services. And uh, he had a client who um, had an immense loss. Mm -hmm. uh, people don't realize that the batteries in your thermostat can die. Yep. And if you're not in your home for a few months. You get a little hot. <laughs> yeah, it could get a little hot, moist in there. Um, so like to the tune of like 70 plus thousand dollars worth of wow. damage. Um, and scary. on your homeowner's insurance, this is a fun fact. If you're out of your home for more than for 14 days or more, it's considered negligence. So that affects your really, yeah, I did it not know that affects your payout or how much that they'll reimburse you, et cetera. So I haven't read the fine print, read it. So <laughs> that's where I come in. So he said, I have this client. She inquired with me, um, if I knew anybody who would watch her home while she's gone, are you interested in this? And I was like, oh yeah, I'll give it a try. And I was actually the reason that that conversation came up was because we had a neighbor across the street from us who had to relocate his mom into um, a facility to take care of her. And he lived in Arizona and he asked if we could watch the home. And I'm just like an overachiever. I like <laughs> made a calendar and a spreadsheet and uh -huh. I would go once a week and check everything out. And they actually had their batteries and their thermostat die too. Um, so he was like, you're kind of already doing it. Would you be interested in maybe starting your own business? I have this client ready to go. I said, yeah, sure. I'll give it a try. And that was my first client. And I had systems already in place for it. I made everything official. And, uh, now I get to help so many different families in that aspect too. So that's, that's really great. great. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you get your clients now through uh, Johnny? Or, uh, he hasn't passed me any more leads after that one, but, um, <laughs> Um, I do a lot of work with realtors. I like, okay. I like to call myself a realtor's best friend because, um, a, a lot of property managers that deal with tenants, you have to be a licensed real estate agent in order to be a property manager for that type of, um, dwelling mm -hmm. that has, um, tenants <clears throat> in it. I'm not a licensed real estate agent, so I can't deal with tenants. So, um, I kind of help realtors keep their uh, their clients in place purchase from you as a real estate agent, you send them to yeah. me. I take care of them when they're ready to buy another property or sell their property. They come back to you instead of me being a real estate agent and 
now I'm their property manager. Now they're more likely to call me for that right. listing. So um, I get a lot of referrals from real estate agents. I'm, I do my networking groups, you know. Mm-hmm. I'm always trying to go out and meet new people and right. make new friends. I've been described as aggressively friendly. So it's <laughs> an interesting term. I know. Aggressively friendly. South Jersey Italian girl, you know. Uh-huh. So let's talk relationships. Since you said, like, I like to, you know, you go out and network a lot. Yeah. Like, how much of your business has been built on building relationships? All of it. Every last bit of it. Yeah. So has it been mainly in person? Is some of it online? Like, where do you feel like most of your business has gotten built from? Or is it like a split? I think because of the times right now, most of it has been online, Mm -hmm. Um, especially in the CBD arena. Um, With that, I I personally share my personal journey about CBD um, and information about it. Maybe I share someone else's story with their permission and, um, you know, you're scrolling on Facebook or Instagram, your friend shares their thing that they've gotten at Starbucks, you know, and you're like, how do I order that one? That one looks really good, you know, or they're sharing their favorite laundry detergent. Like I've, I was just asking people for their suggestions on laundry detergent the other day. Like we're sourcing our community (laughs) more and more for things. Mm -hmm. Um, so I just share what I'm going through, my experiences. Um, so most of my um, CBD business has come from that. Okay. Um, I also like to do in-person events. Those are very fun. Um, but you know, the last year has like waxed and waned on right. what was safe and what wasn't. So I, I try not to do anything that makes anyone feel uncomfortable or unsafe out there in the world while we're trying to figure out this post-quarantine life. Um, but then on the property management end, um, I do in-person networking events, um, chamber events. Um, we've met through the chamber, I think, or one chamber. Yeah. I'm not sure where, cause I know I may have met Johnny first. I oh yeah. Remember. Everybody. I don't know. Remember if it was a chicken or the egg. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah, one of the you The banana or the split. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but Yeah. For property management, management, it's mostly uh, in-person networking groups. Some of them are still on Zoom, uh, but like chamber events have been very useful in introducing me to different okay. real estate agents and stuff like that. So what's been your greatest challenge like with the new businesses? Figuring it out. <laughs> there's no playbook, is there? There's, <laughs> there is and there isn't. You know, there's so much information out there on how to do it. So you could start anything you want, anything. And there's somebody out there that'll tell you for free on YouTube how to do it or sell you their course. Or, you know, you could go on somebody's website and just look at what they did and figure it out from there, you know, kind of like deconstruct the pattern. Um, But then there's so much information out there that you're like, where do I start? So it's almost information overload. So for me, my biggest challenge was just like actually doing it. I, I, (laughs) I have this thing. Um, I'm sure a lot of people know it as like imposter syndrome. And, um, I call it that, like that chatter that like, it won't stop talking in your head. (laughs) Right. And mine, my phrase that I always hear would be like, you don't know enough about that yet. 
And that's the thing that held me back the most. And I'd be like, okay, I've got to research it more. I got to look it up more. I got to see what they're doing. And then you start seeing what other people are doing. And then you're comparing yourself to them. And, and comparison is like, what do they say is like the killer of productivity or yeah what? something like that comparison is the destroyer of joy or something the destroyer of joy <laughs> i'm imagining like a marvel character like <laughs> annihilating some joy but that that was my biggest hurdle was just now when i hear myself think you don't know enough about that yet i'm like well we're gonna try anyway and that's my cue to do some like maybe some like just imperfect moves mm-hmm. you know maybe it won't work maybe it right. will but I'll figure it out along the way. And I think figuring it out along the way is so much more useful than reading four blog posts about it or watching another training for the third time <laughs> because it just didn't quite stick the first time, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. I, mean, I think you know business owners often get that, or especially new ones, that analysis by paralysis or analysis. Yes. Paralysis by analysis, that's the way it is. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna reverse it. Um, you know, because there's so much, you know, they're used to so whatever job they had, you know, and here's what they did. Here's your job description yep. and you fit into the little box right here and you don't need to go over to this box over here because this person's doing this box. And now all yeah. of a sudden you're doing all the boxes, you know, you're, you're, being, you're the accountant, you're the marketer, the you're the shaman. CEO, you're the, the salesperson, like you're everything. Yeah. The fulfiller, depending on what you're fulfilling. So you're everything. And then people are like, oh, crap. Like what? I mean, I remember like back when I first started the company with a business partner, she's like, oh, you go out and network. And I was like, what do you mean me go out and network? You're like the extrovert. I'm the introvert. I'd rather be at home. She's like, no, no, you go out. And so she was kind of the closer in the sales side. Yeah. So I would network. I would build the relationships and I would bring people in and then she would be that, that closer. Well, we didn't we end up not being a good in business so when she left the company in 2014 i was like oh crap i gotta be the, the closer <laughs> like what's what am i doing now it's me now yeah exactly and i'm like okay out. i guess if you want to eat you better like figure this out quickly yeah. um so That's yeah great. i mean it, it's one of those things that it's always a challenge and you're always growing and i find that mindset's one of the most important oh, things yeah and i think that's one of the things that gets overlooked and, you know, people are like, oh, yeah, I can go start my own business, you know, and I make make my own hours and I can do this Seems and like that. Seems like a dream. And, you know, <laughs> I can do it part time if I want. I can do it full time. And then they get there and they're like, oh, wait a minute. <laughs> Did I like, make the right move here? I just Ruh-roh. invested all this money, you know, but mindset, you know, so you mentioned the imposter syndrome is such a key piece in business. And continuing to grow that mindset or to continue to like develop yourself personally. Yeah. Because it can't just be, you know, even if you come in with a pretty clear vision and pretty good mindset or, you know, confidence level, whatever you want to call it, there's always going to be something that's going to trip you up because you didn't expect it. You know, there's something that comes out of left field and you're like, oh my God, what do I do? What's that? You know, like the pandemic came out of left field, like no one expected it. And then all of a sudden... You know, I feel bad for the, the really new business owners that like it just started, especially restaurants and things like that, oh, because, yeah. you know, there was no, pre- you know, they didn't even have necessarily a huge following yet. And now there's no precedent of like what you do here, yeah. you know, and everything's gone online. Well, obviously a restaurant can't really go online. No. I mean, luckily they had takeout and some of the laws relaxed a little bit on some of that. But, um, but I find that's one of the greatest challenges. So 
what do you do from a personal development standpoint like that helps you in business and life in general? Um, I am obsessed with self-development books. <laughs> I am obsessed. I had to like actually like put a, a moratorium on reading them for a while because I, I, I just feel like I was overloading myself. Um, every time somebody suggests a new book to me, I'm like, oh, put it on my audible list and <laughs> use one of my credits on that. Um, but I find the thing that is really helping me hit a stride or keep me productive or brings me the most joy is connecting with other people. Okay. Um, I guess like accountability buddies. So like mm-hmm. within my, um, business organization, I have accountability mm-hmm. buddies and maybe we're on the same level of what I would describe as an org chart, you know, um, for lack of a better description. Um, so we're there to check in with each other, share graphics or information, all those things. That's one thing that I wasn't expecting to come with the CBD industry was the incredible community that's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have great accountability buddies there. Um, I work with a friend who um, does accountability coaching, and she also has been very helpful with keeping me on track. Mm-hmm. Um, and then just like networking and hanging out with like great people like you, like you are such a, a badass business babe, you know, <laughs> and um, just hanging it around you is like, man, I got to get on Allison's level. Like she's killing it. Oh, so are you. <laughs> Thank you. I find that people, you know, you have to attract that energy too. And yeah. I mean, and also, you know, there's people that are in your life that are pulling in a different way, you know, whatever that yeah. is. Sometimes they may have been in your life for a reason at the time, and maybe they are no longer in your life for other reasons. Yeah. So I find that you have to kind of continue to grow that circle as well. I mean, they always say, who is it? I'm trying to think who said it. Was it Napoleon Hill? I don't know. Whoever said it, you know, you're... You're the sum of your five closest friends. Right. Yeah. I think it was Napoleon Hill because I probably read Think and Grow Rich. Yeah. No, I read that like a million a while ago and I need I to actually reread it. But yeah. <laughs> it's on the list. It's good I, to like read it through and then just like bookmark on Audible so you can like go back and you can just like whisper oh, in your ear. I didn't know you can bookmark on Audible. You can. Ooh. I think you can like good. clip it. Oh. Okay. So kind of like Clubhouse, you can clip 30 seconds. Oh, yeah. I think Although, it's similar to that. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't haven't actually gone back and listened to what I've clipped, but I like clip it. Oh, I'm like, funny. I have all these clips but in my library. But when you do think about yeah. it. Yeah. And when I go back and I'm like, where was that? Like, how far back is it? Swipe, swipe, swipe. Um, but yeah, you are the, the sum total of your five closest friends. And I, and I learned that the hard way, you know? I couldn't figure out why I wasn't moving forward. And then I took a look at the people that I was hanging around with the most, you know? And they were great friends, um, great memories. And, you know, I'm still friendly with a lot of them, but... I definitely uh, find myself more in circles where people are, are talking more about ideas and mm-hmm. um, strategies and sharing information. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Now, I know Johnny owns his own business, your husband. So obviously this may be kind of a moot question or moot point in your situation, but I find that sometimes people get into business for themselves and maybe the spouse is working like in a nine to five job and all of a sudden the dynamic shifts a little bit. Mm-hmm. So Johnny's probably out of his, out of your house a lot more than maybe you are, but, oh, yeah. but it did anything shift at all when you went into business for yourself or, or has there ever been any 
challenges or any enhancements because of like you're both in business for yourselves? Uh, the shift that had to happen was me being open to his suggestions. <laughs> he is such he's such an amazing business person mm -hmm. and marketing and he has so much knowledge um, but I think it was just too close to home uh, right. when I first started and uh, I was just really insecure about what I was doing not that he was delivering a message in a certain way so um, just getting over my shifting my insecurities and being open to his suggestions and he learned how I communicate Right. Um, and how to allow me to be open to suggestions. Um, that was a shift. Um, and also I had to figure out how to balance working from home and being at home. Mm -hmm. You know, like I carved out an office space. Um, I have my little space and um, it's a perfect little room for me to like tuck away. Um, you know, event materials and... Um, do my computer part, computer work, whatever. Um, I do more things than that, but I told you earlier, right. like sometimes words just like, well, <laughs> they're in the brain, they're just hiding. Um, but before that it was like, oh, I'll sit on the couch and I'll do this. Or, right. you know, I'll sit at the kitchen table and then those areas became my office and then I didn't have anywhere to relax. Or right. I'd say, well, let me just throw in a load of laundry before I do this, I'll get to those dishes or just, having laundry and dishes to do was a was weighing on me that I was having a hard time balancing well should I just do a cleaning day today or should I do my back office stuff today um so I had to really get uh focused with how to spend the time in my day um around that and with Johnny you know sometimes we'll say like what are you doing today and I'm like Working. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? A do you question? want a list of the things I'm doing today? <laughs> um, but I'm sure that's just like a kind question. But sometimes I'm like, I know I'm home, but I'm not home. Like, don't ask me to do any yeah. home stuff until yeah. you get home. So <laughs> not doing your laundry right now. <laughs> yeah. Could you? No, I'm working. But no, we have we have a good balance now. Okay. Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Yeah, because I think that's that's one of my challenges. I mean, I have a home office now. Right now, I don't have a computer I like to work at at home. I mean, I have a laptop that does live at home most of the time, but I'm not, I hate working on laptops. I prefer like my 27 inch iMac that's in oh. here. So like it just I kills it. my neck to like sit here and look at a laptop all day. And I, yeah. I used to use one and I'm like, oh no. So anyway, but my challenge was I'd be like, oh, I'm hungry. <laughs> and I'm like, regardless Girl. of whether I was hungry or not, you know, and at home you have like pretty much everything that's in your house yep. that's open season for food. Here at least, you know, I can bring food here, but I only it's only like what's here. Otherwise I gotta physically go out of the building and purchase something if I want something different. So that was my probably my greatest challenge when I because when Jack and I were dating, I had given up my office space at one point because I was spending, this is when he still lived at his place and I lived at in my place and we had dogs so i felt guilty leaving my dogs when i was out with him like at his home and then so mm -hmm. i ended up starting to work from home more so i was like well I no point in me paying for an office space right and doing this so i did that and then it took us a while to find this space so i was working from home and then when he moved in with me like we both had home offices so then like it was like what are you doing like yeah <laughs> so 
even during like the entire pandemic, like I always came here. Like he may work from home, which is fine and it may work for him. But like for me, like I kept my routine, especially since a lot of other things weren't open and I wasn't getting like yeah. movement elsewhere. I couldn't go to networking events or I couldn't just go out to dinner or I couldn't go yeah. out to, you know, when it first happened. And so for me, it was and that's when all three dogs of mine started coming to work. So usually I just said, Gracie here. It's a good balance. And then I was like, okay, well, you guys can just come to work with mom. And uh, so we started doing that instead because like, well, I can't talk to anyone else or I don't, can't see anyone else besides from afar. So I might as well have you guys here so I can talk to somebody. Yeah. <laughs> Talking Keep to my dogs. Um, yeah, but that's for me, that's, that routine helps. Yeah. So I can understand like having a separate like, workspace so in your house and but, you know, my biggest challenge is, like, how you shut it off. Like, do you ever have that challenge at, oh, yeah. you know, at night? You're like, oh, I forgot to do that. And you're like, oh, the office is right in there. Let yeah. me just run over there and do it really quickly. So, like, something that I have a completely hard time turning off is the work. Um, I have always, I guess, been a hustler. Um, so, like, my whole life, all I can remember is having multiple jobs. I think the only time I've ever had one job was when I was 14. It was my first job. I was waitressing. And then the moment I got my driver's license when I was 17, I picked up another job. <laughs> and then I started crocheting like on the side. And wow. I always had something going. Even like as I got older, I was always I had my daytime job, but then I always had my bartending shifts. And then I had my orders that I was crocheting. So I never knew how to just sit and watch TV. I had never <laughs> until this year, until I gave up crocheting, which I had to do because I have all these injuries that I'm trying to alleviate. Um, I had to sit and watch TV for the first time. And I don't know if you've noticed this while I'm sitting here on camera, but I'm very fidgety. <laughs> I, I, I should have like one of those fidget spinners that the kids have or something. Um, I, I don't know how to just sit still. So, and before uh, Johnny and I lived together, I would sit and watch TV, but I'd have the computer on my lap. I'd have a project that I was working on. And that's the norm for me. So he plays soccer usually three times a week. And I mean, I love spending time with him. Like I'm pretty obsessed with him. And I think- <laughs> You obsessed? I think I give him like, I, I have to, um, when I realize I'm like word vomiting on him cause I'm so excited to see him and tell him all the things. <laughs> I like realize what I'm doing and I'm like, I'm going to give you 20 minutes, a 20 minute break. But when that's over, I'm at it. <laughs> um, but wait, what was I saying? Um, he goes, he goes soccer. out to soccer three nights a week. And I'm like, oh, good. Now I get to watch TV and work some more <laughs> because that's just how I know to relax. Next. And when right. he's there, I do feel guilty. Not because like maybe we're just watching TV and we're not having a conversation or something, but it's still time that we're spending together. And if, right. and if your partner is sitting with you and, and watching a movie with you is different than your partner sitting with you watching a movie, but really they've been on their phone the whole time. So I try to be really conscious of that. But to answer your original question, um, it's, it's very difficult for me to say, okay, this is done now. And now it's time to relax, you know? or cook dinner and not listen to a training or a YouTube video, or, you know, right. I'm always somehow multitasking, <laughs> answering a text um, for a client, which I think is very important. Um, 
but it's, it's extremely hard to shut it off. But sometimes you have to, sometimes you have to think like, instead of like, I'm ignoring my business at 7.30 at night after I've been working on it all day, what I'm doing is I'm practicing self-care. Right. And I have to keep right. reminding myself that like, you're not failing as a business owner because you're not answering this text in the middle of the night or this email in the middle of the night or this inquiry that can absolutely, if it's an emergency, I'm gonna well, answer right. it. Right. But if it's something that can wait till the morning, right. It can wait till the morning. And that's that's an act of self-love, you know? I mean, I think that's one of our, from a business side, one of my greatest challenges with like, you know, the cell phone industry right now is because people think they can reach you at mm -hmm. any given time. You're like, so accessible. Like, what do you, why didn't you pick the phone up? You know, so. I saw you posted on social media, but you didn't answer my text. Right, yeah, oh yeah, I, I saw that. <laughs> I've seen those, those posts too, I'm like, but. Yeah, I mean, you're, you, they, I mean, one of the things I did, which Jack and I disagree on, was when we made our last business cards, when we rebranded the company, um, Batcat Media Group, last year, I took cell phones off the cards. Mm -hmm. Now, he doesn't like it. I said, well, as we grow and we get more calls and things like that, I'd rather it run through a phone system. Mm. So I have a voice over IP that. system and it has mailboxes. So like he has a mailbox, I have a mailbox. You know, they can get to either of us. Um, can but, those be forwarded to us often? Yeah. I mean, I have the main line forwarding to my cell phone at this point. Um, so if, you know, I'm out, like it will forward into my cell phone and I can choose to answer or not choose to answer. That's great. You know, but it's an option. I chose to take it off. Obviously, there's still some of my clients that have it. But some of the newer ones, and I always have to remind myself, like when I, you know, someone refers someone new to me, like, oh. Like I called someone new that was a, a prospect today and about to pick up my phone because, you know, I have the AirPods and like to call them. And I'm like, oh, nope, got to pick this one up over here. Mm -hmm. So I have to remind myself to do that to kind of keep it that way. Yeah. You know, do you but, find that as a hurdle or do you find that as a good boundary that you have? I find it as a good boundary. Yeah. Because if it's an emergency, like your website's down since we do websites, mm -hmm. like that's different. Like if you want to text me that. But I mean, I have... Clients that'll be like, hey, can you update, you know, this? And they'll text it to me. I'm like, hey, can you email it? Because yeah. I ultimately, I'm not necessarily the person, depending on what it is, not necessarily the person doing the work. Sometimes I'm sending it to my assistant. Yeah. So it's much easier for me to send it if it's in an email form. And I check my email a lot. Like when I'm here, like I'm like always on my email for the most part. So mm -hmm. it's not like I'm not reachable via email, but yes, if you're, texting me at eight o'clock at night, then I'm probably not on my email yeah. looking at it at eight o'clock at night. Well, except for a couple of nights this week, I was here till nine. <laughs> but So I was looking it's at it. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, but generally speaking, um, I'm not looking at it. So yeah. that's the, you know, it's a, yeah, it's one of those things because you want that personal touch, but then you don't want people to take advantage because some people do. I mean, I remember I had a client mm -hmm. when he and I were um, dating and, um, she, we, oh, we had an appointment. You and Jack, not you and your client. Yeah, no, no, yeah. When Jack and I were dating, excuse me, um, thank you for the clarification. <laughs> and she, we were supposed to have an appointment at like 8 a.m. And I was staying out at his house and all of a sudden, and I, had, I didn't put my phone on do not disturb because at the time I had my um, like second cousin living with me and mm -hmm. she was like 19 or 20. And so I wanted her to be able to reach me just in case she needed to get a hold of me. So I, all of a sudden my phone goes off 
off at like one in the morning. I think she texted my, this client texted me saying, hey, I can't meet at one in the morning. And I'm like, who texts someone at one in the morning? I don't care if you're up, like send me an email. Like my email, I don't get notifications for emails. So, you know, but I wanted the notifications for text in case she, the person staying at my house actually yeah. contacted me. So that's why my phone goes on do not disturb from 9 p.m. to 9 a.m. at this point. I didn't know that the phone did that. Cause like I turned my ringer off, but then I still get all the notifications. I didn't know until you told me. And then, <laughs> do you remember? I was like, what is this? Do not disturb. <laughs> Thank God you can ask your, just ask your phone things instead of searching through it. And I was yeah. like, oh yeah. No, I love do not disturb because you can schedule it. So, you know, if you, you can, have, yeah, I have mine scheduled. So I, so my mind's automatic. So I don't like manually go in. It's like, oh, it's nine o'clock at night. Let me like turn it on. Oh. It like automatically goes on doing it. This little yeah. moon, moon thing pops up on the screen. Yeah. So and it says, do not disturb. That moon is so soothing to my, my head now. When I see <laughs> that, I'm like, oh, you're so So you can schedule, of. like I just have That's it so cool. automatically scheduled from nine to nine. And then if I want to, like I just put it on do not disturb while we're doing this because they come through to my watch. And I was like, I don't need a phone call coming oh. through to the watch. So I don't have the watch um, thing. Yeah. And I don't have the, this is just Wi-Fi, but it connects Bluetooth to my phone. And so stuff will vibrate here. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, we don't need that. So I just turn it on manually. That was a huge hurdle for me because I'm easily distracted. Mm -hmm. And when I open my phone to yeah. check my calendar or answer a question like or to specifically, to specifically do anything, and I open it up and then there's those glaring notifications and I <laughs> open it up and it's on the, like, the last web page that I was and, and whatever. I get pulled. Usually, yep. <laughs> usually it's a notification and it's usually from my mom. But um, the do not disturb has changed my productivity immensely. Mm -hmm. Because as I said, most, well, I don't know if I said it here. We had a conversation recently <laughs> um, that most of my business is online. Right. And I am on Facebook and I am on Instagram. But when I'm getting those notifications on my phone, that takes me out of the, the, so, task that I'm yeah. doing and that yeah. moment. So sometimes I was just like putting my phone in another room and doing all my Facebook and my Instagram on the laptop right. just to focus. But having it on do not disturb has yeah, and you can significantly put, And you can make it so like emergency contacts can come through, which is what I like. So I have it like set for nine to nine and then certain people can come through. So Jack can come through if he was out. Sabrina can come through. I think my mom can come through, mm -hmm. you know, and that's maybe about it. Um, my mom's on my emergency contact list, but she's mostly, she's, she's probably going to watch this and listen to this, but she's a culprit. <laughs> she's the one. <laughs> um, one more question that I find important in business. And I want to see how you deal with it. Obviously you're already in kind of a health industry with the CBD, mm -hmm. But what else do you find helpful for you as an entrepreneur of kind of keeping that balance from a health side, you know, whether it's working out, whether it's eating healthy or mm -hmm. other supplements you take or anything else? Like what, like, do you have any things that you use that are beneficial for you? Yeah, it's all those things that you answered. You answered my, you <laughs> answer answered the question, my question for you. For me. Thank you. Good night. <laughs> um, it's all of those things. And I didn't do any of those things for a really long time, I would just obsess about work and that wasn't good for anyone involved. Um, but now I have a scheduled gym appointment with a trainer two times a week. I go to the gym almost every day. Nice. Um, even if it's just to like show up, stretch on the ground, 
<laughs> and leave. I did something. And if I didn't go to the gym to do it, I wouldn't do it. In fact, I have my own little like baggie of like my own, you know, those, they call them booty bands. I've got my own oh, like, yeah. you know, leg band and I've got arm pulleys and my own mat. I bring all my own stuff because like I skeeve everything. <laughs> A lot of people don't like masks. Masks was like the best thing that ever happened to me because <laughs> things just gross me out. Um, so I bring my own stuff so I could, and there are days when I'm like, I could just use all my own stuff here at home, but I won't. Yeah, no. I have every best intention to do the things at home. But as I said, I need my, I need the rest of my home to be my home. So even if it's just going to the gym, stretching, right. doing my, I have a warm up routine. Yesterday I just went to the gym and I did my, uh, a triple long version of my warm up routine. And that was enough to get my body moving, to crack a sweat and, and go home and feel like I accomplished something that day. So I do that. Um, I am on a special diet elimination diet right now, just to see what foods are triggering my hormonal migraines. Um, but I'm as Johnny pointed out the other day, I'm always on some kind of fun new diet. <laughs> I like to liven things up, you know, things get a Mix little boring. Up. Gotta try new recipes. Um, so I'm very health conscious about foods, even though I could just eat chocolate all day, every day. Chocolate and a, a plain loaf of bread. We're not allowed to have bread in our house because I could just polish one of those off. But really? So I don't know why. Maybe it's like the Italian in me and <laughs> yeah. I just need bread. Bread and oil. That's all you need. Um, a little garlic. A little bit of garlic. <laughs> Stop. We can't, we can't go down this rabbit hole. Um, so I try really hard to eat healthy consciously, um, especially now that I'm trying to narrow down the hormonal migraines. Um, and yeah, I take my vitamins. Take my, I think there's a song about that, but I'm not going to go into that. We'll okay, have to pay somebody royalties for that <laughs> during this. We won't do it. But um, yeah, I try. I try really hard to focus on all those things to and and all those things in my mind now. Before they used to be a chore, like, oh, I gotta work out. Oh my God, I gotta meal prep. This is such a pain. But now in my mind, it's, as I touched on earlier, like these are all acts of self-love. And mm -hmm. I have to like take a moment out of each of my days to date myself, <laughs> you know? <laughs> like you pour so much into your relationship, but then like how much do you pour back into yourself? Uh, so those are like my, my dates. Yep. Take myself out. Maybe I'll get a smoothie after the gym, who knows? Yeah, go wild. <laughs> you know, we yeah, do. and I find the gym's important too because, like, I, I tried during the pandemic. I tried what you were talking about. I was like, oh, let me do one of these apps that you mirror up to the TV, and then I'm sitting there, I'm trying to look at the big huge TV, and they're trying to tell you to do some downward dog thing, and I'm like, well, I can't see the TV. And you're like looking and, through your. So legs I'm trying to look at, at my TV. Yeah, I'm trying to look at my phone at that point, and then all and of a sudden the dogs changes. get involved, and it's a family affair. Yeah, and I was like, all right. I don't know if I'm ready for that. And you're doing that 75 hard now. I saw your update. Yeah. So the gym is like critical because I tried it one other time when I didn't have the gym membership and that second workout. So like I walk in the mornings for 45 minutes. So that's the easy thing. I count that as a workout too. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's mm -hmm. the first workout. Oh yeah. And sometimes I'll walk a second time. Wait, 45 nice minutes. Way. Is that what you said? Yeah. I thought you do like three miles a morning. That's three miles. How I do like fast a, do you walk? Like I walk 15 minute mile. Like around 15, like usually in the morning, it's like 15 to 16. And then like if I walk a second time, sometimes I do a second walk during the day. But I can't do it too often because it like it's too much joint issues yeah. going on. But like sometimes I'll do a second. So that's like a little more like 16 to 18 minute. Maybe one mile. day I'll join you on a walk. Yeah. 
Yeah. Leave me in your dust. It's super early though. So be ready. <laughs> Once we do a later walk, we could do a later walk one day. Cause I walk around here usually, like I'll leave the office and, and walk. But I found like when I did it before, trying to, I was like, what am I doing for this second workout? And I'm like, I can't walk every day twice. Cause yeah. like, it's just too much pounding on my ankles and my knees and hips yeah. and things. And so I finally rejoined a gym maybe four weeks ago. So now, and luckily I picked one that was like super close to my office. And literally that's what I picked it for. I'm like, I don't even <laughs> like, and I like it cause it's small and it's not super populated. So hopefully mm-hmm. it didn't get popular. That's I'm not going to tell key. anyone what it is. Um, <laughs> so Best I love it just because it's literally like a mile down the road or a mile and a half or something like that. And so convenient. Yeah. And so That's I nice. get there. I can, you know, because I didn't want to drive on the other side of Delray Beach because going through downtown is just like a nightmare to get through the it's traffic. Like yeah, because I've been members of the big box gyms and they're great for what they are, but like I have to drive bigger distances and that's and usually that a barrier to entry. That's a barrier to entry yeah. for me. I'm like, I need the close. So now it's been easier because I can do the second workout. Either I schedule it in the afternoon and then I come back and work some more, or I wait until like five or six and it's not super crowded, which is two thumbs up. Cause if you did that at one of these bigger gyms that when we're main nameless right now, it's a challenge to get any of the equipment. You're like, okay, I can't wait for like 10 minutes to like get on this piece of equipment. Let me go find yeah. something else. And they're like, oh, that one's taking And then hopefully somebody sprayed it down and then. Well, yeah. Yeah. So this one's like super convenient. So it's been, knock on wood, because I'm only in, I'm on day 16 of 75. Knock on wood, it's been easier to do it. I find my biggest challenges are the weekends when I'm less set, scheduled. So it's like weird because. <laughs> Like yeah. the more scheduled I am, then like I have to know when it fits. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to a friend's fifth anniversary of her company tonight at 5.30. And so I'm like, okay, I guess it's going to be a later night workout, which I don't really like to do, but like that's the only place it could fit. Mm-hmm. Um, Cause they have to be at least three hours apart. So I can't do like hour and a half workout. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a little bit, you know, but that's part of the challenge. It's supposed to be more of a mental challenge. It's not just yeah. like a fitness challenge. It's a mental challenge of like making it inconvenient. So you mm-hmm. have to like really think through, but it's actually made me more productive. That's great. In the, in the last couple of weeks too. So that's like a fun, a fun benefit so far. We'll see after <laughs> 75 days, you know, I'm determined to make 75 days. You but got this. Totally got this. Yeah. So the final question I'm going to ask before we wrap up is if there was one thing you could if someone said, okay, I want to go out on my own to do something, you know, whatever that is. And, you know, or maybe they got laid off from a job and they're like, oh crap, you know, what do I do now? Like if there was one thing you could recommend to somebody that was just starting out, what would that be? Just starting out? Just follow your gut. There's going to be a lot of people with opinions on what you should do or how you should do it, but you know what you're capable of and you know what your heart is telling you. And if you have a little voice in your head, that's not the inner critic. That's (laughs) kind of like this yearning, like I've always wanted to do this perfect world. What would I do? Um, Just do it. Just do it. Even if you don't know how to do it, you know, just Take a chance and follow your gut. Your gut will always tell you this is right or if it's wrong. So oh, no, that's that's great advice because I think many people figure out where the money is and they follow that. Mm-hmm. 
and then they don't, like we talked about earlier, they don't have the passion behind what they're doing. Yeah. So you definitely need to do some research on whatever industry you're going in just to see what, you know, the yeah. paths are and be open to, I find in business, you're always zigzagging as opposed to like, there's no real straight line. To there me. is not. <laughs> so anyone that tells you that. telling you that there is. Yeah, forget it. There is not. And maybe there's paths that are a little more worn and, and easier to follow, but like they're not going to be, you know, there's no straight highway. No. no. And, but, but the important thing is that you get moving in the direction yeah, because staying thing, still under a tree, writing out your plan <laughs> while it is important, you know, the shade of a tree yeah. is sometimes so comforting that you fall asleep underneath of it. Yeah. So yeah, no, that's true. Just and I think, yeah, that taking action just piece, which a lot of people in business get kind of paralyzed by because there's so many different ways you can go. Yeah. So take action. It's overwhelming. You know, take small steps. I mean, small steps are better than zero steps. Yeah. You know, and that small gain every day is better than like zero gains every day. Somebody said this quote once before and it has always stuck with me um, because I love elephants so much. So I would never ever eat an elephant. But oh. how do you eat an elephant? You know, oh, your task is so big. Yeah. <laughs> one bite at a time. <laughs> Yeah, one bite at a time. Actually, you, you don't, they don't eat elephants, do they? I hope not. It'd be a ton of tough meat. I don't like eating meat. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we digress. But yeah, this I mean, I. Only... Yeah. This I have... was your final question. <laughs> yes, that was my final question. So thank you very much for joining me today. Oh, it was a pleasure. Uh, this was the first interview of the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast. Keep keeping, uh, stay tuned. Let me rephrase that. Stay tuned for the next one. And the next one's going to be another good one and kind of an outside the box marketing idea for his industry. So it's going to be an exciting one as well. And I look forward to seeing you or listening or having you listen to us then. Thanks for tuning in to the Dream Plan Start Grow podcast with Allison Turner. If you like what you heard, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. Join the Dream Plan Start Grow community by following us on Facebook or Instagram at Dream Plan Start Grow. See you in the next episode.